0: Hello, hello everyone and welcome back to Can You Put Me On Guest List. Today, my guest is Sarah Polonsky. She's an encyclopedia of music who has travelled the world, bringing awareness to brands through various mediums across multicultural landscapes. The former North America editor and representative for the 25 years running global voice of dance music DJ Mag successfully brought the brand into the American market where it thrived with her at its helm. Sarah also single-handedly integrated dance music into the legendary hip-hop publication Vibe magazine. Previously, she saw electronic music magazine Electro come to fruition as the title's first managing editor. Sarah was also the senior editor of leading women's online magazine BettyConfidential.com and produced nationally syndicated radio segments as well as web content for the brand. Sarah was also a reporter at Page Six of the New York
1: Post, the National Enquirer and Black Book magazine. I've interviewed a lot of people but Dead Mouse is my favorite. If you ever get a chance, it's it's in Vibe, it was a cover story. He has no filter, so he is the opposite of the boring. I mean, I actually ran it as a Q&A, which I usually find those quite pedestrian and boring, but when someone is going back and forth with you and just talking shit about everyone. In this episode,
0: we talk about how she started off in the dance music industry, being an editor at DJ Mag US, highlights of her career, future projects, and much more. I really, really loved recording this podcast with Sarah. She was just so, so lovely. And absolutely hilarious so it was a lot of fun and just like Lydia Laws's podcast a couple of weeks ago we also recorded this outside in the nature in Ibiza which is why you can hear a few animals and a few birds tweeting but it was great fun so I hope you enjoy this this is Sarah Polonsky on can you put me on guest list Sarah, hello. How are you? I'm
1: good. How are you today?
0: I'm very, very well. It's so nice to finally meet you.
1: Oh, you too, babes. Here I've we heard are, so, we so much about you it. from different people.
0: Only half of it's true. <laughs> so it's really nice to to be able to come over to your house today and see you.
1: Yeah, Have we're a sitting in a villa poolside. Yes. What a beautiful
0: day! Well,
1: you know, be, being an editor it pays the big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> How have you been? How are you? I'm good. We've come out to Ibiza to uh, well, it's opening parties. We've got uh, we've got DC10 tonight. Circle yes. Loja, IMS, obviously, love or I'm a as some like <laughs> to call it. Uh, oh, I love that! I tend to work hard on the color mainly, <laughs> <laughs> and oh, <laughs> that was me headphones. bashing the headphones. <laughs> um, and yeah stay here through the end of the month too because oh you're yeah, staying here all month well my husband actually manages clapton so when you land in the airport you know those giant maps yes that's his visionary marketing plan so we'll be here for the opening of that lovely and so but yeah back and forth to london and light all summer long
0: lovely so just to start off um what was your earliest memory of dance music
1: it's funny because I can't remember most of it, but I do remember my first nightclub experience. Oh really? Is when that, was that? It's <laughs> almost like losing your virginity. Yeah, I can't <laughs> remember all the ones in between. But the, first. <laughs> the first one we'll always remember. Um, it was Danny Teneglia, "Be Yourself Fridays" in New York, which ah. is a legendary party indeed. Um, but what's funny is cause I don't remember. I don't know what we called it. I'm sure everybody says this. Like I wasn't like, oh, dance music, mm-hmm. um, but I do remember I was 15. And actually, there was a night before that in a leather leather dress, but we won't go there. We'll talk about the real <laughs> dance music.
0: <laughs> and
1: um, I think before I even realized what was happening on the decks, and, it, and I was just looking at all these people and their costumes and meeting all these people, yeah. and it was so fun. And maybe that's why I actually became a journalist because I love meeting people, and you know, and the music unites all kinds of people, and yeah. that was happening. And then once I actually heard of the music, after, you know, and stopped. I was like, this is amazing. And then I discovered like oddly for New York, for a New York Jewish girl, which not, is not a lot of electronic music info, but drum and bass, especially. Yeah. And the bartender at Vinyl, was a drum and bass DJ, and, and so we would started going crazy anytime time Ronnie Size or Goldie was in town. So wow. it's like fate that I went, was meant to move to Europe. And what came first, though, like your love
0: of journalism or music?
1: Well, music has always been there, music. but I would never think to parlay music into a career because um, I just because well, first of all, sometimes it's the quickest way to ruin your love of music. Okay. <laughs> but um, no, because I was a writer. I I've before. Um, before EDM happened, we'll say. Yeah, I was a journalist for years, and I worked at Page Six, like the New York Society gossip oh, wow. column. I was a food critic, which was great for the food, obviously. Yes, and love the that. The fashion, I d- you know, I, like I'd worked at a lot of magazines and newspapers in New York before covering music. Music, but then it became music for the re- for ten, you know, until a now. A long time. <laughs> so,
0: how did it start? What was your first job in music?
1: Um, so I was I actually I wrote an article for a magazine called Black Book about Electric Zoo and because I was just covering like cool events and things yeah and um, and I had met their public uh, the made, made events pu- PR team and they were like and we were just talking about music not even knowing who the other one was like that that I was being pitched but they didn't know they were pitching me yet yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um they were like, I was like, oh, I miss raves. You know, I used to go to Limelight and I used to go to uh, Vinyl and I used to go to Sound Factory and, like, I was a teenager, but I was there at the tail end of New York heyday, Peter Gation era. And there I was like, but it's over now. You know, it's yeah. all bottle service yeah. and this and that. And he's like, no, it's not. There's Electric Zoo. And I was like, what's that? And, so he, and then he, he was like, well, you need to cover this. And I was like, okay, okay. great. So um, a publisher saw that. And they had actually been looking for someone to launch a magazine called Electro, and they could not find anyone who had the, the maturity and age to not just go get S faced yeah. <laughs> every night and who had editorial experience. So <coughs> it was the publishing house that did niche, mag- like XXL and like niche music magazines. Uh-huh. And so they they were like, we need someone to launch Electro. It covers EDM, and I'm literally like Googling EDM, like, what is this? I'm like, oh, I know all about this. So we launched. I launched that, and that's how I got in. It was just. Uh into it and then I never I never stopped uh, 10 years later so created that whole thing from scratch and then Vibe magazine came calling and I was like oh my goodness (laughs) Quincy Jones founded that (gasps) Biggie and Tupac fight you know their death (laughs) may have been caused by it it wasn't it was Suge Knight but So I was literally the only white girl ever, wow. ever to work there, and they were like, they called me the Uns Uns girl. So, but they wanted me to integrate dance music because it had gotten so big. So, so you were the one that introduced it into the magazine. Yeah. So I and and that's quite difficult. And luckily, I'm a huge hip hop head. I mean, I fancy myself a music encyclopedia, but um, these days it's harder because there's just. It's more than ever, right? Yeah, like, you know, yeah, right? yeah. But usually, I'm like, oh wait, that was sampled in this year, and then I think it was used on a show, and then it was turned into. So usually, that's me <laughs> in any kind of music. At vibe, you change it. Like expanding a demographic is one thing, but taking people staunch hip hop and R and B fans and being like, listen to, you know uns uns as they call it music yeah is it you have to be very it it takes a lot of finesse you have to be very careful so what I started to do was I was like we need to start with the David Guettas and the Diplos who who are already well. David Guetta he started it in a way because he you know worked with Sia and Usher and he always wanted to do house music combined with hip-hop and R&B that's his thing you know that's what he wanted to do and he made it happen after 20 years of DJing so I kind of explained that and I would do online stories about uh, you know, ten uh, hip hop songs that should be turned into this, that oh, or that. Great and idea. Then, yeah. Well yeah, then it was, but now everybody does it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then if an album was coming out, we would, or like, you know, we just find ways to integrate it that way about, you know, or people that should remix this or why and so and then just introducing yeah. that and it worked.
0: And what happened after that? Then where did you go so to? So
1: then, as... And then the magazine crashes were happening. I mean, it did have a website, but about half of the staff there got laid off. And then, um, so as 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 it does... But then I got to... Actually, then... What, what happened then? Hold <laughs> <laughs> oh So even b- before... So I, like... I, everyone got laid off at once. Like, almost everybody. And then they called me. And then I went and... and um, Talked to the owner of DJ Mag and they were had been trying to launch DJ Mag in North America for about eight years unsuccessfully. Oh wow! And I was like, Oh well, I'm your girl. Let's do it. What year
0: is, is this that we're talking so about? So this right now? would have
1: been 2013. Okay. And yes, so we had a couple of Skype calls and I was like, Absolutely, let's get this going. Um, and we'll start it quarterly. And we'll you know do the but we'll drop it all online and we'll surf we'll, we'll you know we'll repurpose some of the content from the UK because it's the same language we'll just yeah. swap out some Z's and S's and <laughs> take out the user <laughs> of flavor. And it started off like slowly, yeah. But then and then actually, so at that time, then Vibe called me back and they were like, "Oh, well, you created this entire Seven Up marketing campaign, which I did when Seven Up wanted to become synonymous with dance music." And I had launched the entire campaign and they needed someone to carry it out. So I was like, "Yeah, I can do that too."
0: Also, oh, you did them both at the I same time. I did them both at oh the same goodness. time. That
1: was like that. That's just part of that hustle moment of life for yeah. like 18 you hours. I can do and everything, and then you've got to go out at night yeah. as well. And it's like, and you're and <laughs> three hours sleep. Yeah. yeah, And you're just like, just like, oh, oh you know. And then yeah. you actually don't know what to do with yourself yeah. when you have nothing to do for no, a minute. No, 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 no. I know. It yeah, was before the binge series, <laughs> real hardcore. You know what did I do? <laughs> Twerked. So that so all within about two years tops there was the desire for dj mag north america was full and we went monthly and so then the vibe stuff was over and i moved to england because i met my now husband and we had met at miami music week naturally (laughs) and um it was meant to be a meeting, which turned into a marriage. Wow, It can beautiful. happen <laughs> <laughs> Right there the spot. But because DJ Mag's ma- head uh, office is in the UK, and I felt the only way to really um, grow it was to go and do it from the inside out. Because pe- business is done very differently from yeah. country to country. Of course. And North America is huge. I know. But, um, <laughs> there's No sleep for the wicked in, in Ibiza. The roosters. Um, so I was like, I'm, I didn't even tell them I was moving. I mean, I was just like, let's go. So I showed up, and they're like, How long are you staying? I was like, We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So, uh, but it was the only way to be in their faces. Like, yeah. here's what we need to do. And then, like, as there's a best of British, I created a best of North America. Amazing acronym, the Bonas. <laughs> So is that like a bona in your pocket? <laughs> and to, but to do that, you can't just have one party like you do in England, America, and Canada. It's huge, like from Detroit to do a party in Chicago to Detroit to New York to Miami, and to Vegas. And it's it's just it's so massive. It's such a big region, so it's just a lot more. To so did you have
0: to create a whole new team? So I created the
1: team and. So there was a designer in Texas. My my deputy editor in Miami, sub editor in L.A., editor at large in New York. Writers everywhere. Editorial meetings were like if those if in the Google calendar. I'd be like, oh my God, let me reread it like 70 times. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because it's like PT, PTSD. (laughs) No, I I didn't see up. it from that it's a like pst ct gmt est okay oh, is confusing. that everybody yeah in? there'd be like one person on like mst i'd be like oh my <laughs> <Christ."> <laughs> home of house music is MST of ms oh, wow. it's mountain standard <laughs> time <laughs> chicago, chicago so how long were you um at dj mag for five years wow five years that was, yeah it, so every month um at that helm making that magazine in from across the world that's the best part is being in the digital era of being able to just go to everything and see the world yeah of course and i think that's yeah and that's actually started at vibe but you know and then but you know it's funny is because i mean traveling and seeing the world and getting to interview people along the way and. At, but every year, is, I mean, it's so amazing. And then all of a sudden, you're like, I don't want to do. I'm tired. Yeah. So then all this, I, all the reporters I hire, I'm like, Do you want to take this trip to Croatia? Yeah. And, and they're like, Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm just gonna edit your copy <laughs> from my from my bed. <laughs> Sometimes, then like if you have to pack for four seasons, oh, as I a know. woman...
0: It's very difficult. This is white
1: girl problems, yeah. you know what I mean? It's
0: difficult, it is, it's really hard.
1: I'm sure some of the fancy DJ males out there agree.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: 70 <laughs> pairs of trainers, does, so yeah. you can't
0: even see them in the box... <laughs> so where are you at now what's happening now
1: well I, I'm, I'm here in Ibiza I well, don't want to think yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be thinking but I am for you Katie thank you um, <laughs> sorry um, <laughs> I'll get so, over it really quick <laughs> so here's some of the beauties of some of the conferences in dance music such as IMS hi Ben <laughs> um, uh, but um I had spoken on a panel last year in, in Medellin in Colombia at a place called Selena, which is catered to the digital nomad, which is a very great term for t- people of today, like travelers, peripatetics, mm-hmm. who, who were, they're based where the Wi-Fi is. That's what I like to say when people are like, what where are you that? based? I'm like, wherever there's Wi-Fi. But all I right. am techno right, London. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I went and spoke on this panel uh, the, and. Um, and i loved it and it was basically a music summit and i discovered that this place selena has 46 properties so far and you can stay for 19 a night in like a hostel situation or you can spend more and get a beautiful suite. and they're everywhere and they're stunning and it really all over the world all over well mainly in latin america now but now they're so like they're Port- portugal uh mexico ecuador guatemala and they're like just I mean, honestly, if you go on to Selena.com, it's like, yeah, oh my! And then there's a list of all the places opening, and it's just like, how are they doing this? But they're brilliant, and they've got music studios they're building, oh, wow. and they, they've got the wellness programs, culinary programs, and it's like I like to describe it as a kibbutz meets the Soho House, <sighs> literally, because it's like a do-it, it's like a good do-it-yourself <sighs> and meet and network, but it's also just you don't have to be a member of the club but it's po- it's still posh and lovely and yeah. very cool so so i did this conference and then at this year's ADE at Amsterdam dance event literally walking down the street i ran to the ceo of selena and it turns out the his head office is down the block from where i live in london oh wow so i was just like we need to have lunch I had lunch back in london and i was like oh, i i was like they uh, he was like <laughs> <laughs> I want a, a magazine, like a Selena magazine, going out t- to every single location because content is king yeah. and in print and digital. And I was like, well, I want to make that magazine. So it's quite an undertaking and it's taken months to pull together. But once it's it's meant to come out in July, we're a month away. I keep pushing them. I'm like, can we do it in August? Because basically... The way it works out is there's 17,000 beds booked daily. If one person shares on social media, as you do when you're traveling, this is like bare roots minimum. If one person shares a day, it works out to something like 53 billion social media impressions a year, just oh, on the beds booked. Wow! So for any brand, um, you know, get my contact details yeah. later. <laughs> no, but literally, no. Any, yeah, any brand that like gets in now and the beginning stages the, the, your 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 visibility is going to skyrocket that's huge you know it's just huge and then of course not it's not only a magazine if you're a cocktail brand we can cater the bar you know if it's a yoga pant, like we do all these amazing curated the team is huge yeah. i mean they've got a wellness director they've got somebody from redville music studios heading up like they re- it's like thousands of people that started with like ninety six, and in the last year, I think it went up to like fifteen hundred employees globally. Wow! So, but it's
0: interesting for you as well because it's not all just music. You've got all different things that you can feature inside the magazine, yeah. right? Yeah,
1: and that's refreshing because yeah. honestly, I like it's. I love music, but it will be. I mean, who doesn't want to write about a bit of fashion and sample affairs yeah. and go to the spas and the local? Try t- it all out. The global meets <laughs> local is great too because I mean. Yeah. I'm I'm not even though I say I'm sick of traveling who I'm never really. so yeah. I like I go to Costa Rica and surf and then write about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I'm course. putting together a team for that. Um So that's what you'll work yeah, next today. Right right <laughs> yeah, wow. that's what I'm working on. Now. <gasps> but yeah, but, uh, but in the media it's like you never stay anywhere. Like for me to stay at DJ Mag five years. That was so long, (laughs) which is, I would love to stay somewhere for longer, but it doesn't work like that in the media. No, definitely. But we'll see how long this one lasts, maybe forever. Yes, you (laughs) never know. Until I'm too old
0: to be a digital nomad? Never, never. (laughs) Never. (laughs) For the people that don't know, what does an editor's job consist of?
1: I guess it depends what kind of an editor, but in music... Uh, making sure that you get it. The, the team is very important, but it's okay. It's commissioning. Bad. It's bare bones. It's commissioning articles, getting people to pitch you great story ideas, um, making sure every single word is properly is is. I can, I'm a better writer than I am speaker. Clearly, uh, editing all the words, putting together um, the photo shoots, uh, traveling the world, and yeah is that it? <laughs> Seems like, but also you become the point person for everything. Because if we're doing a, ma- a party for a magazine, well, we want to make sure the people on the lineup are featured because everything, and you have to stay ahead of the game of what's current at the yeah. moment at all times, and um, and be ahead of them. So because it need, when it comes out, if the al- especially you know if the album's coming out next month, well, you need it featured this month. So it's just making sure you're completely on top of it. And like anything, you. You figure out how to manage it with yeah. experience. You know, you don't ever know what you're doing when you start. You know, fake it till you make it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think is the best part of the job? Um. Oh gosh, what do I want? to Something. <laughs> <laughs> well, f- definitely. M- Oh, God, there's so many things. I mean, there's lots of uh, free swag. It's just great. (laughs) (laughs) Love. I think I I have more headphones than half the DJs (laughs) out here. I've got them with my initials. I've got them with every magazine I've ever worked at. I'm like, hold on, what have I not? I've got Sarah P. (laughs) H-B-I-C. I'm running out of things. (laughs) Um, But also, just getting, honestly, getting to travel the world and meet people. and and Because every time you travel, you change a little bit and just seeing different cultures and a way that not a lot of people get to see and then to meet people that everyone wants to meet your heroes because i don't just it's not just been djs you know it's just it's been all across the musical spectrum and yeah. you yeah. know like sometimes once you get to a certain point you can pick and choose like yeah. i'm the only well maybe i'll just let you ask whatever's asking next because it might lead into your. no next no question. go ahead carry on i think like when you Get to interview Daft Punk and Pharrell alone in a room, which is for me that was like, this is happening. Yeah. I made this happen, you know. And I'm sitting in there, and I, I, and I don't want to pull this card, but as a woman, it's, yeah. it's true, you know. And yeah. like, it's always some bloke in there talking to them, and there you walk in sometimes, and they're like, wait, you're the person. I'm like, yeah, you're about to uh, yeah you bitch. <laughs> about to you. So you know. That is just incredible, Yeah. you know. Just to be sitting in a, I'm sitting in a room with Pharrell and Daft Punk but alone, right now. you know. It's just the four of us what? chilling, having a conversation. <laughs> like no one gets to do that. Yeah. Actually, after I did that, the BBC called me from France, and they were like, "You're the only American journalist that's ever done this. Can we come in? Can you, we fly you to France and interview you They're about like, it?" Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, we, <laughs> we." <laughs> <laughs> so, so. um, what would you say is the hardest part? Um, okay, so in in in. In interviewing people, you'll probably know this: people that are boring, <laughs>
0: um, they just
1: give yes and <laughs> no answers. No, yes. When they're afraid to no. say the wrong thing, yeah. like it's like we're all human, we're all flawed. Nobody wants you to be a robot. Like nobody wants that. It Even if you dress can, like one. It can <laughs> be
0: so difficult sometimes, can You're like, just
1: say something. Right. Please give me something. Right. Like, I don't know where else to go right now yeah. with this. And you're like giving them gold. Yeah. Like, if you have to care, it's just, and then like, especially if you then have to write it, it's like. Yeah. Like, okay, now I have to just editorialize this. And I'm a lot of. Um, yeah a lot of people are like that um, it's like sometimes th- when a
0: camera tu- when a camera's turned on or somebody gets a microphone in, in front of them they just completely change like before any of that we'll uh, have a normal conversation everything will be fine right. I'm like yes this is going to be
1: a great interview and then I'm like give me we a mic that, I'm going to yeah. turn it on now That's your, this is your moment yeah. but you know people get stage fright so I find alcohol helps yeah. them yeah. yeah definitely I've used it a few times yeah, just have a couple of shots you know, Yeah, uh, even for photo shoots you'd be surprised some of the artists that are actually so shy because their person their personas are not that yeah and course. then i'm like all right get on the vodka Or oh, even gonna- with photo <laughs> shoots have you done that before yeah well, really? yeah totally yeah i remember i don't know can i should i name names is you that can what name names of well, course? i just remember this one that sticks out in the early days because it was dylan francis oh. and he's so funny yeah. with all his videos and we decided we would do a photo shoot with fat with like beautiful models in new york city and he was so nervous. So I was like, ladies, I'm like, just keep feeding him drinks and feeding him. We got him loosened up because he was just so panicked. Oh, and you would think,
0: though, sometimes, these, like, massive, massive uh, names, that they wouldn't be like that. We're
1: talking Hansa, yeah. Le De Deep House, lover yeah. and then all of a sudden I'm like, booze him up, booze <laughs> him up. Give him another one. Or another thing I'll do. Um, actually, so you were speaking with my friend Lydia Laws. Yes. And she has Sasha as a client. So we were doing a cover store shoot at my, um, my penthouse in London with beautiful views, and he does not want to smile. I'm like, Sasha you're playing tonight to 5,000 people and every single woman in the crowd is going to want to sleep with you. How does that feel? (laughs) And then I go, shoot, shoot, shoot. He's laughing. (laughs) Sometimes you just need to make make them laugh. You have to be half comedian. Uh. Or you can... Use what your mama gave you. Yes. Stare <laughs> at the cleavage. Okay, but you know what? It's not sexist if you're getting. Yeah, it. <laughs> you gotta Use whatever you have. A hundred
0: percent. What would be a story or stories that you've really, really enjoyed covering that really stick out?
1: <laughs> Dead mouse. Ooh. He is, I've, and it's, I've interviewed a, a lot of people, but Dead mouse is my favorite. If you ever get a chance to it, read, it's in Vibe. It was a cover story. He has no filter, so he is the opposite of the boring. I mean, I actually ran it as a and a which I usually find those quite pedestrian and boring, but when someone is going back and forth with you and just talking shit about everyone, that was not even what I was after, but he was giving me gold. You are like, okay. Like, I, the first question I said to him, I asked, I, it wasn't a question, I didn't finish the sentence, I said, this is your first time speaking with Vibe. He goes, yes, yeah, so let's f- talk about fucking hoes, bitches, and Cristal." And I was just like, or Cypress Hill's inclusion on your album, and he's like, "Oh, is that what did it? Fucking! I knew it had to be some fucking something." I'm like, "What?" (laughs) And it was just—he's like brilliant, Uh, but he doesn't care. It's just no fucks given. No filter. filter. That's a nicer way to put it. So then in the tagline, I'm like, "The like we called him the F bomber." Because it's just like, I, I had to edit, I've never had to edit out the word. I mean, I don't know, I've been these podcasts, how much I can, now I'm the F bomber.
0: You could say whatever you want on my podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm not yeah. beeping anything yeah. yeah.
1: uh, <laughs> out. Uh, <laughs> don't tell me that, because I'm much like Dead Mouse, just a bit nicer. <laughs> but so that interview is my favorite. When still, was that? That was, I don't know, I'd have to Google it real quick. Okay. But get on the Google machine <laughs> if you own one. <laughs> right. yeah. And um, it was probably, in 2013-ish, all around then, towards the end of I, uh, Maybe 2012, D- for that long, that's the one that sticks out. Sticks still. out, that I mean, be, I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look that uh, up. I've sat with Niall, well, Niall Rogers, I ended up very close with, and like I've put him on the cover, oh, wow. and he had me book a whole festival for him, which was a talent I didn't know I had, but oh, you know you what? Booked, you booked a whole booked festival? I booked up his fold oh, wow. festival, Freak Out, Let's Dance, and then the first one in New York, and he wanted me to do the DJ stage. Somehow, I ended up stage managing the main stage with Duran Duran, Shaka Khan, Pharrell, <gasps> um, <gasps> and I'm like, "Yo, Shaka, your set time's going back like two minutes. You're every woman, you know." Like, <laughs> so you know, but so he's great, and like um, you know, from Sven Voss on the cover. But again, <coughs> pardon me. A flu is coming. <laughs> uh, for some reason, Dead Mouse to me is just. Ever, I like a challenging, loud ass. I'm going to find the link
0: and I'll, I'm going to add it to, the, uh, to this podcast so people can find it. <laughs> um, you obviously must be pitched so many ideas. How do you choose what makes um, a magazine and what doesn't?
1: I'm um, um, dictating, <laughs> blind dictatorship <laughs> at this point. Um, It's just, it's sort of something that, um, you have to, it's like, it doesn't, it's not innate. Sometimes it's innate, but, um, it, it, for me, it's like an an innate feeling because I just sort of seem to know, or maybe I, I know, and then people just follow. I don't know if people are sheep, but that's not what I'm trying to say, (laughs) um, you are pitched a lot. Sometimes it is a bit of guesswork, but it's also about having a strong team because to filter through everything. Editing. And I really try to listen to everything. But, I mean, that that's... I mean, I do, you know, but sometimes if it's, a, it's like if it's just techno, for example, yeah. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of hand claps and snares. I need some, someone else that's to. A, so you have editorial meetings. That's yeah. very important. And get everyone's ideas. And then you've got, you know... But really, I don't have one straight answer because it's it's there's so much content needed to fill a book, and you just have to keep up with what's current. And eventually, it just becomes second nature. You just yeah. kind of know, and you plan and planning. You've got to plan in advance. So, uh, publicists, send your stuff early. Yeah, you know, you as, as early as you can. Because there's not a lot. I know everything today, lately, it's, oh, this is coming out tomorrow. Can you do something? And I'm like, first of all, in print. No. no, obviously. And if they make a mistake, sorry, we've already printed 20,000 copies. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, so How does it work with like DJ Mag cuz obviously there's mm-hmm. like DJ Mag UK, DJ Mag US and then there's DJ Mag Spain, mm-hmm. I don't know where else there is. But yeah, is is the content like si- the same in some no, of them? No, I mean sometimes
1: sometimes somebody from one will ask the other if they can use a story uh. and they'll translate it. But it's all different franchises. So there's like a main owner that ma- has uh dj mag uk ibiza there's a different person for spain yeah because they're almost different territories <laughs> yeah in a way also oh, um, ibiza and spain are two yeah. different ones oh yeah well because well it's one's yeah. one yeah so one's like a license and one they wanted to keep in house if you will yeah so with the way it works is if someone wants to buy the license they can buy the license and there and then we've got guidelines for which you must adhere but yeah. That's that, but I'm not there anymore, so it could have changed Shame. by now. <laughs> I don't know. <gasps> um, but I don't know. Like I'm thinking uh, now, in way more countries. Really, yeah, and all the languages. You know, I'm like, it's going to have to be printed. And, no, I think we'll stick with oh, Spanish gonna, and English. Y- oh,
0: you're just going to do two languages. I,
1: I mean, in Portugal. I'm like, what do we doing? I'm, I don't. You know what? We're figuring yeah, it out. Yeah. We'll stay tuned to Selena. We'll stay tuned. And we'll see.
0: <laughs> what advice would you give someone that would like to get into um, music journalism?
1: Don't bullshit a bullshitter, honestly. You've got to graft. Yeah. Because I've had so many. I mean, you'll get a job if you're persistent, you know, and you. And don't go to journalism school, because honestly, yeah. I did not. And that doesn't really teach you anything. I hate to say it, but it's true. It's so true. It, really is. it is
0: so true. I literally did one year at uni, and I'm like, why am yeah. I, like, what am I doing? I need to be working. Yeah. If, like, if you're going to be
1: a doctor, go to school. But of honestly, course. this day and age. <sighs> It's like bakery. it's like Woody Allen says, everything our parents thought was good for us is bad for us. Sun smoking college. <laughs> but no, in truth, I would say put together a resume, send it, look online, there's this place, there's LinkedIn, find out who all of the editors are and email them and just be like, I heard you're hiring, even if you haven't, because eventually someone will be yeah. and get an internship or blog or whatever it is you're, you can take what you can get. And you'll, you'll stand out because people that don't work hard these days. Oh, and cool. we know, we've been there yeah. as editors. Like, I have interviewed people on no sleep, running around a festival, sunglasses on, but I get it done. And, like, there's no excuses. But if you let someone know, okay, I can't make this deadline in advance. That's great, but it's all about the graft because we are looking for people like that. Yeah. anyone you can depend on. Like it's just so. Just don't be a lazy, self entitled millennial, and yeah. you'll be great. Yes, you'll be fine. Um, but also, if you don't, don't know, if you don't get a reply right away, try again. Like you can't. Don't be, just give up. You don't just give up. Like it's, you, like. But it's amazing how if you actually just try and stop waiting to be like to fall into your lap, and if you just do the work and look, you can find everyone in an About Us, or on, you know, even on Facebook, you can just yeah. do a bit of Googling. Yeah, <laughs> if you wanna yeah. be a journalist, you know how to research. Yeah. When I, in my coming up, there was no Google even really. Yeah, so much like, easier I had to now. go on stakeouts when I worked at the National Enquirer back in whatever year that was. <laughs> it was, but that's how I learned to be a journalist. Like yeah. Even though it's crazy news, like going out there and making sure the comments were like like correct. You know, and dealing with lawyers and fact-checking and just, like, you need to put the work in. That's really it. Do you think the internet
0: has made journalists a little bit lazier than before because it's kind of all just there and done and written? I don't don't
1: know if it's... Maybe lazier is part of it. But it's, it's it's stripped the integrity of journalism straight away. Yeah. It's become something different. Like I, I don't even I I don't I, it's like I guess on Wikipedia it says I'm a journalist, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I mean I always was, but I don't really consider myself that anymore. I'm like I'm a businesswoman now. Yeah, because you have to be if you want to succeed yeah. eventually no, and make of a, make a couple bucks eventually. Um, but again, so what was the question? I said, do you, do you think now oh, that Google the like internet, it, yeah.
0: yeah. I
1: I think the internet is it baffling at this point for for being a journalist and have, because you don't know where to trust your sources. Yeah. Because, and I don't mean people sources because that's what I used to work with. So someone would give me the tip. Um, but again, it's like you go if you Wikipedia is not always right, but that's how you what you, the first thing you, you click go to. on to find out about someone really quickly. And a lot of times, I speak from experience, it's not correct. But it is, you, I mean, obviously, we're, well look, we all do it, and you've got to do what you got to do. So I don't know if it's lazier. It's just taking away a bit of that of yeah. that uh, luster of producing great content because everyone's writing the same stuff yeah, over and yeah, over. Yeah. So if anything, I think it's made it harder to stand out at least.
0: Yeah, that's true. I hadn't really think of, of it mm. that way. But yeah, you're right. What would you say has been the biggest highlight in of your career so far?
1: Still waiting for it to happen, (laughs) babes. Um, I would definitely go back to that that moment with the Daft Punk. No, the Daft Punk and Pharrell in a room. I'm like, like. Were you nervous? uh, No, no. You were just like, I'm just gonna smash it. Yeah, I literally was like, this. Like, I don't usually get very nervous. I get nervous over dumb girl things. Like I saw gray hair, but you know, death <laughs> funk. Um, you know. You're like mad. Nah, yeah, like this. that's where I shine. But that that to me, I was like, I have arrived. Even though yeah. I I've done loads. what of, an amazing that moment. was the And also pulling off f- the fold festival with Nile. When Nile Rogers is calling you, and you're like, I don't want to call him back because I don't want to do this. And it's like oh, my God, I don't want to call back Niall Rogers because he wants me to book a festival for him.
0: Had you ever booked anything before?
1: No, but it turns out that if you're an editor, people really want to get in because there's not a lot of outlets for... But content's come back and everything's changing. As it does, everything is cyclical, music, print, podcasts. Those weren't a thing, but now they're the thing. Yeah. So, um, So, you know, but I used the leverage. I'm like, look... We're going to do a content exchange. And that's not really proper journalism anymore. Like, you'd play the show, and we're going to pay you this much, but you also get an article. But that's just integrated uh, marketing at this point. So... Um, but yeah, booking that and then just running around and doing everything. I like to like, actually turns out I like to get my hands dirty despite my ruining my manicure, like <laughs> driving the golf carts and like just seeing it all and like picking up one artist and having the headset on. Like that was great. Yeah. You know, I like that because so much of the time I'm behind a computer yeah. typing away. Yeah, and it's nice just to be out there yeah, and, and watching in. it all come to fruition. That's why a magazine also is so lovely because you see your work. You know, and it's just great to have that payoff of in your hand instead of a blog that disappears into the stratosphere. Yeah.
0: I bet at the end of, uh, after preparing for a, for a release of a magazine, yeah. when you first get that first copy in your hands, must be it's such amazing. a nice feeling. I have every magazine. I
1: mean, I mean, I literally have clippings from everything. I've, I mean, I try to. I've written for WeightWatchers.com because oh. when you're a freelance journalist in New York back in the day, like, you need to hustle. hustle. And they, turns out, pay they paid, then, like $600 oh, for an article. Wow. So, of course, <laughs> they made the articles about music. I'd be like, well, you know, new playlists to listen to when working out. I'm like, I'm getting 600 bucks for this. <laughs> that, that didn't last long. It was a freelance thing. So, like, I... Keep them, them all. I've got books and books, and my husband's like, every time we move, he's like, Oh my gosh, can we throw something out? I'm like, No, this is my career.
0: Yeah. we cannot course. throw
1: anything out. Do we throw away your discs, Mr. Manager? No. My boyfriend mm. keeps
0: all every single wristband from any party uh, any of his gigs, uh, We've his got guys a laminate going. tree, like a Christmas tree. It's <laughs> like laminates hung up all over. Those are
1: cool. Yeah. Too. Again, it's that tangle yeah. but wristband.
0: Wristbands. He says he's going to make a piece of artwork out of it one oh, day, which I thought was a lovely idea. Crafty. Nobody Copy this idea now, I'll get in trouble. No, it's happened. it may have been done, I'm Everything, pretty sure it's definitely been done.
1: <laughs>
0: Sarah, thank you so much for telling oh, me. It's been so nice, and it was so nice to meet you.
1: It was so nice to meet you, too.
0: And uh, yeah, I'm sure I'll see you over this week. I, I miss might happen. Yeah, somewhere we'll uh, we'll be together again. Thank that you.